Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 10 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've been tuning in for a couple of weeks now, thank you so much for your support. We just hit 1,000 downloads. So I'm so thankful and I'm definitely celebrating this milestone and I hope that you are too. For the past several weeks, we've had a number of special guests come along who talk with me about a number of topics ranging from being authentically you to becoming a paid professional speaker to developing your on-camera presence. Today, I want to share with you five things every good story needs. One of the most frequently asked questions I get is, how do you tell a story? What details do you include? How do you keep yourself from rambling and going on and on? So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to sit back and just unpack the mechanics of storytelling. But before we get into it, I think we all need to understand why is storytelling important? If you take a look around you, you begin to see this story is everywhere, whether it's education, business, marketing, even politics. Stories are used to connect with audiences, amplify your message and move people toward action. So if you haven't already, you'll soon see that story is a valuable and powerful skill for you to have in your communications toolbox. So let's get into it. What are five things every good story needs? Well, number one, every good story needs a point. Every good story needs to clearly explain why in the world are you bringing up this story or illustration? A story is only as good as the point you make with it. You see, story is just a vehicle or tool for your point. That's all it is. When I say point, what I mean is, what do you want your audience to learn or what do you want them to do? You need to be able to clearly state or summarize in a simple, single sentence, what is the point of your story? Don't expect your audience to fill in the blanks for you. You need to clearly tell them and help them understand the connection between the illustration that you share and how it affects them. Remember, any audience, whether they're in person, whether they're virtual, whether they're young, whether they're old, they are listening for the answer to one simple question. What's in it for me? Otherwise known as the point. So what's the first thing every good story needs? It needs a point. It needs a reason for the audience member to care. Number two, every good story needs a character. The character is simply, who is this story about? Now, what you need to know about your character is that you need to choose your character carefully. Your character is the one that your audience is going to identify with their situation. 
your character is the one where your audience is going to find common ground with that person. Your character is the one that's going to have the opportunity to gain trust and credibility with them. Your character is the one where your audience is going to connect with them on an emotional level. And emotion doesn't have to be dark and heavy. Sometimes it is. Sometimes emotion is rejection or frustration, but sometimes emotion is just feeling inspired and motivated. And that's what story is about connecting emotionally. And isn't that what we want to do when we speak? Do we not want our audiences to identify with us? Do we not want to find common ground with our audiences and build trust and credibility and connect with them on a deeper level? Well, if so, I would encourage you whenever appropriate, tell your story so that you can reap the benefits of being that character in the story. So certainly there's a place to talk about Michael Jordan, right? And the obstacles that he overcame. But isn't there also a place for you to tell your story and create that connection with your audience? So all other things being equal, whenever you have the opportunity and you feel like it makes sense, think about ways that you can weave your story into the larger framework of the point that you want to make. Because telling a story about you is a powerful tool to connect with your audience in a deeper way. So every good story, number one, needs a point, a reason for the audience to care. Number two, good story needs a character, a key figure that the story is about. And number three, every good story needs some drama. Oh, you know it's true. That's why we go to the movies. That's why people watch Real Housewives, right? Because every good story needs a little bit of drama. Your character needs to face some sort of opposition. You know why? Because they have a word for stories that don't have drama. You know what it is? Boring, right? There's nothing that's hooking me in. Every good story needs a little bit of drama, a little bit of conflict. Your character needs to experience some sort of struggle. The audience needs to observe the character navigate a challenge or a difficulty. It could be an inner conflict that the character is having. It could be their mindset or a limiting belief that's causing them to have a roadblock. But in general, the more drama, the better. And so in the coming weeks, one of the things that we're going to talk about is how to infuse drama into any story, even into something that feels a little bit boring and mundane. How do we infuse drama into the story? Because every good story needs a little drama. So we have to know what the point is and your audience does too. Every good story needs a character, needs drama. Number four, every good story needs a resolution. Resolution simply means what happened? How did things end up? How did the character handle the conflict? Also, what transformation took place? How was the character different having navigated past this conflict? So point, character, drama, resolution. What I want to do is tell you a story and I want you to listen to see if you can find point, character, drama, Resolution. You ready? Let's go. Do you remember the first time that you started to shrink? 
Do you remember the first time where you felt less than or not good enough? I do. I was in the sixth grade. And what you have to know about me in the sixth grade is I was nobody's popular girl. I was quiet, kept to myself, did my own thing. But this morning, before school started, my mother dropped me off early and I'm waiting in the cafeteria for school to start. And somehow I find myself at the table with the popular girls. And I don't know how I got at this table, but I was here. And I remember looking around and thinking, I have arrived. So as the clock ticks on and we're getting closer and closer to the start of the school day, the room gets very crowded. There's a young lady that comes through the door and she looks around and she sees it's very crowded and she's one of the popular girls. Like she's one of the real people that sits with the popular crowd. And so she's looking for a place to sit and she comes over to our table. And she sees that there's no place to sit. So she stands over me. No. She hovers over me as if I can sense her presence, even though my back is turned. And she says to me, get up. So what am I to do? I'm sitting here with these girls. They're bigger than me. They're more popular than me. They're more put together than me. So what do I do? Oh, pack up my stuff. I stand up. And she proceeds to take my seat. And I just stand there looking awkward, feeling lost, waiting for the bell to ring. And even her friends couldn't believe that she would do something like that to somebody like me. One of the girls said, why did you do that to that little girl? So here I was thinking that I had some sort of standing for a minute, you know, that I was sitting with the popular kids and all the while they just thought I was a little girl. And I realized that Although physically I've grown past 12 years old and I've grown past the sixth grade and physically I've graduated from high school and college and bought a house, found a man, had some kids. I progressed past that moment, but in a way I haven't because emotionally I realized I was still that 12 year old girl feeling lost, feeling little, feeling awkward, feeling like I didn't belong. And it was affecting each and every aspect of my life. But you know what? I can't go back and change what happened to me. But I can make decisions today from this day forward to get unstuck. And so can you. All right, 
I, I totally wish that we were in a workshop and we were together and we could just break this whole thing down. So we're just going to pretend. Okay. Let's talk about what we heard. Okay. Not, not all at once. Raise your hand. Okay. You in the back, you in the back in the red shirt. What did you hear? Did you hear the point? Okay. I hope y'all heard the point. Let's try to summarize in, in a sentence. What would you say the point of that story is? Well, let's put it like this. If self-doubt and insecurity is holding you back, you can get unstuck. Okay. That's what I wanted my audience to know, to believe, to act upon. Right. And I use that story. And from there, it's just a vehicle. Right. I could then break down. These are three ways that you can address insecurity, you know, self-doubt in your life. Right. So that's the point. Number two, did you hear who the character was? You probably did because it obviously was me. Right. That's a true story. So I chose to tell a story about myself. Right. And because of that, anyone who's experienced what I experienced is going to start to identify with me and my situation. Anybody who's felt left out, marginalized, felt like a misfit, felt like they came up short is going to identify with not only me, but the point that I'm trying to make. So. The audience is going to find common ground with me because I'm the character. They're going to find trust and credibility with me because I'm the character. They're going to start to connect with me on a deeper level than just sharing information. So are you starting to see the power of telling your own stories? Are you starting to see the power of saying, yes, yeah, sometimes I am going to talk about Michael Jordan and everything that he did because he's amazing. But sometimes I'm going to tell my story because nobody can tell my story like I can. So point, character, number three, drama. We had some drama, right? First of all, we had a, a big, bad, bully, Debo figure, okay? So that was certainly some conflict. But there was also the inner conflict. There was the conflict that I had with myself about my own self-image that followed me way past that moment. So we had a point, we had a character, we had some drama. Number four, we had resolution, right? What was the transformation? How did I handle what happened? Well, the girl bullied me out of my seat. That was the resolution, right? So it wasn't a happy ending. But the other part of the resolution is what I learned, right? Because I can share what I learned. I can share how the moment changed me or affected me, even if it's not a happy ending. Every story that we tell does not need to be wrapped up in a pretty bow. Actually, audiences are more attracted when it's not because we can all identify with the feeling of messing up, screwing up, things not turning out exactly how we want. So if you're going to be a good storyteller, you have to be comfortable not being the hero. You have to be comfortable with the idea that sometimes you're going to allow the audience to learn from your mistakes because you are a guide and the audience is the hero. And as you speak into them, you are helping them go on to victory. Make sense? So we covered point, character, drama, resolution. But I promised you five things, didn't I? Five things that every good story needs. So here's number five. Transitions. Transitions. I feel like people don't talk about this enough. I feel like this is one of the secrets of really good storytelling. There are three key shifts or transitions you need to make 
as you're telling a story to create maximum impact. I'm going to tell you what those three shifts are next week. (laughs) But for now, I want to bring back a segment that we haven't done in a little while called Ask Kelly. And you might remember it. This is where I answer your questions all about communicating with confidence. This segment is brought to you by Virtual Speakers Bootcamp. This is my high-level six-week coaching intensive that gives professionals, entrepreneurs, speakers, and leaders who struggle to connect with online audiences, tools, and strategies to communicate with confidence and engage virtual audiences time and time again. Students get a deep dive into content such as storytelling, virtual presence, how to deliver your talk, and confident delivery. If you're looking to enhance your virtual communication skills and on-camera presence right away, visit kellydparker.com and apply today. That's kellydparker.com forward slash virtual dash speakers with an S dash bootcamp and apply today. So on to today's question. Today's question comes from Leslie. Leslie asks, Dear Kelly, I speak just fine in person but I'm just not comfortable speaking on social media. Help. Well, this is a great question. And I want you to know that you are not alone. You are in good company. A lot of people feel the same way. So first, I would say definitely check out the Confident Speaker Podcast episode one, because we laid out seven strategies to address this very topic. Seven strategies to address your fear of speaking on social media. But to that, I would add this. If you are struggling with press and record on social media, I want you to try consuming less content on social media. And I know that might sound strange, but when we spend a lot of time consuming social media, looking at what other people are doing, and we're spending our time consuming, it's only natural to start comparing And sometimes in that comparing, we begin to doubt ourselves even more because it's already difficult to press record. And now I'm comparing what you're doing to what I'm doing. And am I good enough? I don't really know, blah, 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 blah. So try shifting your focus from consuming to creating. You always want to create more than you consume, right? So from here on out, I want you to listen to episode number one and then add on to that less consuming, more creating, and focus on showing up for your audience with valuable content. Think about that and not about you. Got it? (laughs) If you've got a question about communicating with confidence, just email it to me at info at kellydparker.com and we'll answer it right here on the show. Well, it was so fun talking to you guys today. Thanks for tuning in for episode 10. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.